weeks ago we did uh, an episode about the difference between NBA players mm -hmm. and WNBA players and their pay. And then we broke down uh, the gender wage gap. Mm -hmm. um, and we also highlighted what female models, the top female models make versus the top male models. Mm -hmm. So spoiler alert, the NBA players make infinitely a lot more than the WNBA players, right? Because right? of eyeballs. Right. And the female models make infinitely a lot more than the male models also because of eyeballs. That's just kind of how this thing works. Right. So there was recently a conversation where, where LeBron hosted a conversation with several players, one of them being former Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green, mm -hmm. and former league MVP of the WNBA, Lisa Leslie. So uh, they addressed why WNBA players make so much less than NBA players. So the Draymond spoke with Lisa on this exact topic, and he wasn't having it. So let's play that clip starting at 38, I believe. Could we have more? I mean, I just think, you know, from a salary standpoint, it'd be great for the women to be able to make more money. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. I think Pause that's it. something to say. Never, not once in the history of the WNBA has the league turned wow. a profit. So this is a business that is still functioning only because the NBA mm. supports the WNBA. Oh. Any other business that doesn't turn a profit, what happens to them? They go out of business. Mm -hmm. Continue to play the clip. One player that makes maybe 12 million on the NBA team could cover the whole Pause it. like the whole the scroll down just a little bit. Oh no, you can't see it. LeBron makes $37 million. By the way, he's in this room hosting this conversation. Yeah. And the entire WNBA makes $12 million. That's also wow. former WNBA MVP Candace Parker right there, whose brother played in the NBA, Anthony Parker. Mm. Continue to play it. NBA salaries? Yeah, that's what I said. So that's kind of like crazy. And, it, and again, you know, we're we're what twenty six years young, so it's not like we're we're comparing ourselves to the NBA. Pause it. But I do. Twenty six years young, you're not a startup at this point. Yeah. You're not in business for the last two years, three years, five years, ten. Mm -hmm. You've been around for a quarter century. Either the business is going to work or it's not. Mm -hmm. Twenty six years young. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about right now? Yeah. Okay, and you basically. You've been around long enough that it's, it, this isn't like Bill Russell in the 1950s, black and white George Mikan, okay? You've been around since basically prior to 2000, yeah. internet age, okay? Women, women's rights, feminism. Like, if you can't make this league work now, yeah. when is it ever going to work? Enter Draymond Green not having it. Go ahead. Like, the pay gap would be something that, you know, we could just take a donation around the NBA maybe. Maybe, maybe one night y'all don't go to the casino. Pause it. Take, take a donation around the NBA. Wow. Like, talk about entitlement. The only reason your league exists is because the NBA is paying for you already. Now you want men who are making their money. This career, the, the NBA average NBA career last five years, the average NBA salary at this point is $9.8 million. Okay, so these guys become millionaires. Yeah. But this money has to harass them the, the rest of their life. Okay, you choose to go into this profession as women to play in the WNBA. The average NBA, WNBA salary is just over a hundred grand. 
You're not going to retire comfortably on this money. You made this decision. Right. Okay? So, again, LeBron's in this room. He's hosting this conversation. Uh, there's B-roll right there of LeBron playing cards, all good. Uh, she's basically saying, give us more money. Mm -hmm. Not that you deserve it, just because you guys are making so much money. Mm -hmm. And here's where Draymond's like, listen, Lisa, I got a couple of words for you. Go ahead. Okay. On this, though, because it pisses me off. It pisses me off because I don't think there's anyone in America that supports the WNBA more than NBA players. 100%. Like, the NBA players support the WNBA. You heard what she said? She like, said 100%. Yes. She's in full agreement. Yeah. She's not being no, Draymond. She mm -hmm. fully understands. Right. That the entire reason the WNBA exists, it's because that women can talk that talk, is because these guys are paying for them. Continue. More than we probably support the fucking NBA. And it bothers me. You shouldn't be bothered because the WNBA Stop players... It. Okay, you shouldn't be bothered. Okay. <laughs> oh, so boy. he just basically G-checks her right there. And she gives some excuse and kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, sidetracks the question and dodges it. And she gives this kind of answer right here but this is what i would call and it's it, it oh, continue to play the video sorry I tell you 100 percent and we had a meeting for our 25th anniversary we're like do zooms with the the veteran the legends of the league or whatever and just talking about it and i told them on that call the number one supporter that we have you guys never focus on and that is the nba players I don't know if you guys know this, but the WNBA actually loses money. Shocker, I know. They lose an average of about $10 million per year ever since they started. So how is it that they're able to keep going as a league and pay their players? Well, that would be the NBA. The only reason the WNBA even exists is because of the profits that the NBA has made. So when you hear statements like, men should show more support for our league, just donate your salaries, it's no big deal, skip a couple nights in the casino. Don't you think that's a little entitled, considering the whole reason they're able to make any money at all and even play basketball is because of the NBA players making the profits they do. Even when they show support, NBA players get blasted for it. That's what happened to Andre Iguodala when he complimented Ariel Powers. She not only told him to keep it to himself, but she also tried digging up old tweets from his past to cancel him. That's right, she tried to ruin his career just because he complimented her by number and not by name. And let's also not forget when cool. Luka Doncic got black. So, and we can get off the story. Listen, I love women. Yeah. Respect for women. I'm not hating on women. I am calling out bullshit entitlement victim mentality when I see it. You chose as women to enter the WNBA. You know how much WNBA players make. This ain't a surprise. You're making six figures. Congratulations. Right. But the WNBA average career is about three to five years. Yeah. So what happens is you make three, four, five hundred grand. And now what do you do the rest of your life? I don't know. You become a WNBA coach. I don't know how much that pays. But this is actually something that I was like, holy shit, this victim mentality is absolute BS. Mm. Okay, your company, your business doesn't make money, yet you're upset with the men who are making money that turn a billion dollar business every year, and you're demanding more money from them. This is what I would call 
victim mentality from these modern feminist entitled women. Okay, so what I wanted to do is uh, kind of highlight real quick 14 clear signs mm. when someone is always playing the victim. Okay, cool. just like these WNBA players playing the victim. I'm not saying all of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them is highlighted in that clip playing the victim. So we live in a we live in a culture where victims are sometimes rewarded, and oh, I don't like this. I'm playing the victim and feel bad for me. Where it's like, let me tell you, nobody feels bad for you. You know, yeah. they say. 80% of the people don't care about your problems. The other 20% are happy you have them. Yes. Nobody cares about your problems, WNBA. You chose to enter this career. So here are 14 signs someone is always playing the victim where we're going to read the 14 very fast. You tell me which stands out the most. Number one, they don't take responsibility. Mm. Take some responsibility. Number two, they are frozen in life. You heard about paralysis by analysis. Mm. Uh, they are just paralyzed and they're not moving because they just feel bad for themselves. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that about the WNBA, yeah. but those people in general. They hold grudges, no doubt, hanging on to old grievances and grudges. Number four, they have trouble being assertive. Mm. Okay, assert yourself. There's a difference between being obnoxious and being assertive. So know the difference between that. Mm. There's a difference between being assertive and being annoying. Yes. Assertive is, hey, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Hey, we need to speak. Annoying is like, hey, talk to me, buddy. What's going on here? I'm not saying that you need to be a wallflower, right. but there's a difference between being annoying and assertive. Okay, number five, they feel powerless. Listen, you have the power to do whatever you want in your life. If you feel powerless, look in the mirror, give yourself a little affirmation, get on the same page, get some power in your life. Go ahead. Six, they don't trust others. Mm. Okay. Seven, they don't know when enough is enough. Number eight, they argue a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the mm -hmm. arguing. Number nine, they feel self-pity. Number 10, they constantly compare themselves to others. You know how they say comparison is the thief of joy? Yes. Mm -hmm. You've heard that before? Mm -hmm. Yes. There's always going to be someone cooler, better, smarter, hotter, richer, all that. Just be comfortable in your own skin and just improve what you can improve in your, in your life. If you want to improve... You can improve. Yeah. If you want to play victim, you're never going to improve. Okay. This is number eleven. They see life as always lacking. This is, these are not glass half full people. Ugh. These are glass half empty people. Number twelve. They are critical. Ugh. Just look for the silver lining. Is what yeah. I think that is. Thirteen. They think they are perfect. That to me is very weird. Why yeah. would they think they're perfect? Oh, because they're basically because saying, they're, I don't need to improve. You I'm should wrong. accept me, me for who I am. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Accept me for who I am. Could you imagine you. as a yeah. guy, if you're just like, just accept me for who I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm 40 pounds overweight. Oh. I still live with my parents. I don't have a job. Mm. Um, I'm, I have nothing going on in life. Just accept me for who I am. That, it doesn't operate. It doesn't work yeah. that way, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't doesn't work that way. A lot of women out there is, yes, queen, you got this thing. No, they should love you for who you are. Meanwhile, they're 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. You've seen these women who literally wear crop tops with guts yes. hanging out. What are you doing, lady? Yes. Okay? No one's just going to accept you for who you are. They can mm -hmm. accept your personality, maybe. Right. But if you don't look the way you should look, nobody's going to be like, yeah, you're beautiful, queen. You're 400 pounds. Yeah. What are you doing? Reset. Okay, number 14, they cut people out of their life. Mm. These are the types of people you should be cutting out of their life. The bottom line is this. Let's read the rest of the article. 
Nat, you want to read the rest? Yes. In the end, playing the victim doesn't get you anywhere. The victim will end up facing painful consequences in their life and relationships if they do not change their behavior by taking constructive criticism and turning it into a positive action. As with most things in life, alternative options are there. Uh, we have to be willing to look for them and make a start. Well said. By the way, do you notice how great Nat's reading is these days? You inspired me. <laughs> I hear you reading on PPD podcast. I'm like, okay, let me get yeah. my Adam my Adam reading skills. Thank you. Yeah, go find I do my best on there. Yes. Anyway, uh, message to WNBA players. Mm. Uh, if you don't like what's happening in your league, do better. Yeah. Do stuff that will make more people want to watch you guys play. I don't know what you guys can do, but playing the victim ain't going to work and demanding more money from NBA players who are already funding your league, okay, is not the answer. Yeah. Um, yes, queen. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of NBA players, uh, here's a metaphor that I want to use. Do you know who Giannis Otentakempo is? No. Okay. P Google the Greek freak, Giannis, just so, you get a, just so you get an idea, the Greek freak. This guy is arguably the best player in the NBA. Have you ever seen him? He won a championship for the Milwaukee Bucks. It was a few years ago. Mm. Uh, he's, he's the man. Mm. Okay? Uh, they say that after LeBron, he's going to be the next face of the league. Wow. Arguably, he's the new face of the league right now. Wow. So Giannis, the reason that I want to talk about this story, if we can pull up that article, um, allegedly he put, with everything that's happening with the Silicon Valley bank mm -hmm. and a lot of people weren't familiar with what the fdic insurance limit is so basically if your money's in a bank it's insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand. right okay so meaning if a bank fails mm -hmm. like silicon valley bank right. has just failed and multiple other banks are allegedly failing right now there's another bank that failed today i want to say breaking oh, yeah. news okay um see. what was the bank that just failed today uh, well first republic that was another one of the banks. Um, anyway, banks are failing these days, and people are very worried. Even rich people are very worried. Giannis Otentacampo put his money in 50 different banks until basically his team owner, Mark Lazary, had to be like, bruh, what are you doing? You can't be <laughs> have 50 different bank accounts. Yeah. Okay? So he put more than, up to the limit, $250,000 up into... 50 different banks. Wow. I know people that have a couple different bank accounts. Fair enough. Personal account, checking right. account, savings account, investment account. I think I, I have, uh, how would I call it? I've got Wells. I've got this. I've got about four banks that I have, right? Mm -hmm. Some money, some checking account, savings account, a 401k with Vanguard. I have Fidelity that manages my active investment stuff. I have index funds with Vanguard. A couple banks. Yeah. All good. 50 banks, 50 banks, what is happening right now? Yeah. So the conversation went like this. He spoke with his owner and he goes, Giannis, quote unquote, you can't be having accounts at 50 different banks. Let me tell you something. If JP Morgan goes under, your little dinky banks are going to go under too. What should you do? You should buy U.S. treasuries. That's what you should buy. Mm. So word to the wise. So Giannis Otentacampo is worth about $100 million. The owner of the Milwaukee Bucks is worth $2 billion. You know how they say that your network is your net worth? Yeah. Don't you think Giannis is lucky to be having these conversations 
with a full-on billionaire. Absolutely. Okay? Shaq once said, uh, I'm rich, but Jerry Buss, who owns the Lakers, yeah. he's wealthy. Yeah. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Okay? I might make, you know, $100 million in my career. Yeah. He's worth a couple hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Okay? There's a big difference. So if you have the opportunity to learn from somebody that makes billions and you're worth millions, listen up. Right. Just like if you're broke and you know somebody who's worth a million bucks, listen up. Right. I've had that conversation before where I said, I'm here I am, you know, I'm worth some money. I'm speaking with someone who's worth 10 times me, former NBA player who made $50 million in his career and he's teaching me about real estate. Mm -hmm. Enter a friend of mine basically saying, well, I have actually have an opinion on money. I'll tell you what I think. Well, here's where I think you should invest. I said, aren't you broke? <laughs> Didn't you just borrow money from me? Yeah. Why are you talking right now? And he's like, well, why, why can't I talk? I said, I said, yeah, I guess you can talk. But, you know, the old adage, you've got one mouth and two ears for a reason. Use your fucking ears right now, buddy. Stop talking. You are broke. Okay? I'm worth a million. I'm talking to somebody who's worth 50 million. I'm shutting the fuck up yeah. so I can learn from him. Why are you talking right now? He said, well, I just wanted to give you my two cents. I said, save your two cents, literally and figuratively, and learn from what's going on right here. So Giannis is wise enough right now mm -hmm. to learn from a billionaire. So what can you learn from this? Hey, if you're the richest one of your friends, get better friends. Yes, big time. Okay? Big time. If you have sure. the most of what's going on than any of your friends, figure out how to hang out with better people. Yes. Your network is your net worth. So I respect Giannis for listening to his owner of his team and implementing this knowledge is power. So, uh, you know, they say that, uh, uh, you can be a scorer in the NBA. You can be a rebounder. Mm -hmm. You can be an assist guy. You can be a defensive guy. Uh, this is arguably one of the best assists that Giannis is ever going to get in his career, mm -hmm. learning financial advice from a billionaire, the owner of his team, Mark Lazary. Mm -hmm. So respect for Giannis and respect for you guys. If you're not familiar with what's happening with Silicon Valley bank, it's all over the news. We understand. Right. But just understand what the insurance limit is. And if you're fortunate enough to have more than $250,000 in the bank, I know not all, all of you do, not a lot of you do. But if you do, just understand what you need to do to understand to protect yourself. So play defense, play offense, right? Yes. Winning, winning the money game. It's not just offense. It's also defense. Correct. Offense is how much you make. Defense is limiting your expenditures and protecting your wealth. Yes. Okay. So shout out to Giannis right there. By the way, who's your pick to win the NBA Finals this year? Um, the winners. The, 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 did you just say the winners? Whoever wins Whoever is my wins. pick. <laughs> the Heat. Who do you pick to win? The Heat. The, the, the winners. If you weren't sure. so adorable. You have to. You gotta, is that what time I, I want to go to a game. Okay. We got to go to a game. Yeah, I was at the game uh, two nights ago. Yeah, well, we got to go to did a they game. Did they win? I invited you. We're working. Yeah, go yeah. Heat. Working. Yee. Okay. Couple more stories, and I'll text you when we're done, and then we'll get um, our friend Olivia in here, um, and we'll do a super chat, and then yes. we'll, and then we'll wrap up Olivia. Uh, have you heard about what's happening with uh, Logan Paul and this NFT drama? This was circulating so, so. for a while, yeah. But Joe Rogan invited the guy Coffeezilla onto his show to basically expose what happened with uh, Logan Paul's crypto project. Some mm. are calling it a scam. Some are calling it a scheme. I'm just delivering the news here. Don't shoot the messenger. By the way, before I play this clip, you know that this guy, 
talk shit about Pat and PHP for a while. Really? Oh, this I guy remember exposes, this guy. This guy exposed alleged scams. Pat said, you know what, buddy? I'll do an interview with you. You can ask me any question you want. It was a master class. Yes. It was so amazing. Pat said, go ahead. Give me what you got. Yeah. But he goes, well, you don't pay you guys enough. And you don't do this. He goes, well, this is my business model. Yeah. This is how this works. It's the 80-20 rule. Okay. Yeah. 20% of your salespeople will make 80% of the money. Why? Because they work harder. Yes. And they work more. Mm -hmm. And they better. And they have a better strategy than the other 80% are kind of half-assing it, yeah. they're lazy, they're not working as hard, they don't have a good game plan, they're not putting in the work. Pat met this guy head-on, and it was amazing. Yeah. Pat didn't run from this. Mm -hmm. Who is running from this guy, CoffeeZilla, who exposes a lot of these people, is Logan, Logan Paul. Mm. So play the clip from the very beginning, and I'll explain what's happening here throughout that. Half the, token, half the eggs don't work, and they're not actually earning anything. The whole time they said they're gonna earn you these tokens, right? They're not earning anything. So the promises haven't been fulfilled. There's just sort of all this stuff going on behind and behind the scenes, Logan's quiet. Come to find out he had hired basically criminals who were selling on the back end, like some of the tokens. And he was sort of like, I, I don't know what his, his thing was. I think he realized like, oh, it's not gonna be that successful. Let me move on. I think his mentality was, let, let me just move on. Right. The problem, though, is you have millions of dollars of investment in a thing that you promoted. You told everyone it was going to make them money and then you never delivered anything. That's cool. So my story was basically. So, uh, Nat, I have a great business idea. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Ready here's the it. here's the business idea. Mm -hmm. We're going to um, it's going to be an NFT project. Okay. I want you to consider investing in this. Hear me out. Um, there's going to be these cartoon eggs. OK. And what is, what's going to happen to these eggs is they're, they're going to hatch and they're going to turn into animals, right? Kind of like what happens with eggs and animals. And then when they hatch, you're going to earn tokens and more money when they hatch, okay? And then uh, the more tokens and the more hatchings that you get, the more money that you will make. Mm -hmm. Are you in or are you in? I am not in. You're not in? No. Why not? It sounds like the little Tamagotchi thingies. Uh, Anybody yeah. remember okay. <laughs> those little things? Why are, are you like, not in? It sounds like a great deal. Um, because I don't have enough information. I don't understand uh -huh. the process. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't understand something, yeah. why would you invest in it? Absolutely. Okay, so who's to blame here? Is it Logan Paul that's basically doing a grift right now when NFTs were hot a year ago, mm -hmm. right? Nobody's talking about NFT these, these days. They're down 97% year over year. Right. Um, so do you blame Logan for kind of capitalizing on this NFT thing? Do you blame the people that Logan hired for scamming Logan and scamming the people? Or do you blame the people who are like, yeah, I want to get some egg hatching token investment NFT. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Who do you blame? I blame all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's all their faults. I think everyone's, I think Logan is maybe taking advantage of the positions he's in um, to get whatever he can from the audience he has. I also do blame the audience who are part of that community because knowing Logan Paul, you know, he is known for like pranks and being kind of that guy that you're like, ah, you know, 
free spirit and all that stuff. So you kind of can't really trust everything. You know, he's known as yeah. like a troll. How a about a bit. prank that I just stole one point seven million dollars? Gotcha. Yeah, but even like how cool he lost that fight. He was remember his reaction after the fight was like, Oh, I lost, but I made thirty million, you know? Yeah. Like when you have like you know who you're following. If you have a, a specific person that you idolize and they're known for being like a little bit of a troll, a funny guy, and they put stuff out, like you have to also be wary of that. So I blame everyone. Obviously, I blame the, the people who took part in the back end as well. You know, you took part in something that you know is not well and good for people. Um, but I think it's just everyone needs to hold responsibility and not play victim. Yeah. Uh, here, here's my thoughts. So Logan Paul hatches this NFT egg hatching uh -huh. token uh -huh. scheme yeah. plot business model when NFTs are hot. NFTs dries up. He evaporates. This guy CoffeeZilla kind of calls him out. Uh, this is what happens when you print $5 trillion during COVID mm -hmm. and start giving everybody stimmy money, 1600 bucks a pop. They start investing in money in, in, in things they have no clue about. Yeah. This egg crypto project hatching situation but logan paul's name is attached to it so people believe them mm. this is nonsense this is not a real business right these are not real products this is bs that was just concocted during the height of covid crypto nft nonsense so just like buying land in the metaverse or buying apes that tend to be very bored or buying uh, FTX tokens. How'd that work out for you, Sam Bakeman Freed type mm. people? Uh, can we just get back to the basics and basic fundamentals? What's what's happening right now in the economy, the inflation and consumer price index and everything that happened with gas prices and mortgage rates and interest rates. It's like, stop investing in things you just have no clue what it's about. Yeah. Be smart with your money and save that money. Yeah, I agree, especially today with things being so expensive for you to be just throwing your money out there like that on things that you don't really have much information. It's not a smart move. Cash is king, baby. Yep. So here, I want to show you another thing right now. So you're familiar with the fear greed index a year ago, people were very greedy. How do I know they're greedy? They're investing in fucking NFT egg hatchings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're at a time where people are in between extreme fear and just basic Vanilla old fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. A year ago. Uh, so what, what happens right now is extreme fear, fear, greed, extreme fear. Essentially, this is investor sentiment and it basically judges equities. Can you scroll down a little bit mm. on how people feel that the market is doing right now? People are very fearful, right? Banks are closing. Inflation is insane right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're seeing what's happening in the economy, mortgage rates, interest rates, Jerome Powell, basically keep raising the interest rates, keep scrolling down a little bit. Uh, very fearful right now, but if you have money, here's the lesson here, guys. If you have money, if you save money, Warren Buffett has once said, be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful. So right now, mm. if you have money, a lot of things are on sale right now. Yeah. Crypto's on sale right now. Assets are on sale. Mm. Real estate in some capacity is on sale. Interest rates are very high right now. So it's not exactly a great time to be taking out money and borrowing money. But if you're uh, if you play if you play it right, you understand the basic premise of money and understanding to be greedy when people are fearful, 
you can capitalize on what's happening in the marketplace. A lot of things are on sale right now. Mm -hmm. But when you were practicing, um, when you were being fearful, when people are being greedy, you were able to save that money, not invest in NFT eggs, right. try to get rich quick, get rich quick schemes, and hopefully you're better on the other side. Yeah. So this is just sort of basic money advice of understanding what's going on out there. And word to the wise, if you ever make money on crypto, if you ever do, sell it and turn it into a hard asset. Mm. That's what I would recommend. There you go. Okay. Last story here, and then we'll, we'll bring in our friend Olivia. So I want to spend a second and talk about our friend Tate. Mm. So quick update on Tate. Um, two stories right now. Um, did you hear what happened in jail the other day with Tate? Tell me. Go to that other story if you can. So apparently he's in jail. The other story. Sorry, I apologize. You were already on it. You're the first story. So um, Tate, he's in jail. Uh, he's in the laundry room. And quote, unquote, three mortals tried to intimidate him and run up on, run up on him in the laundry room. Now, allegedly, he put his hand out like this. He clicked his fingers in some sort of way. And he asked them if they knew the secrets to yoga fire. Okay? <laughs> now, if Andrew Tate, in jail, does some sort of hand movement, former kickbox champion, badass dude, says, do you know the secrets to yoga fire? Maybe those guys said, you know what? I don't want to learn these secrets. I don't want to know what this is. If you're some random dude on the street and you say, I know about yoga fire, <laughs> ain't nobody going to be intimidated by your yoga moves, buddy. Yeah. Maybe you know jujitsu, yeah. taekwondo, tai chi, certain stuff, UFC, wrestling, grappling. Only Andrew Tate's can intimidate people with yoga. Yeah. So um, it's a little. The weird. secrets to yoga fire. Apparently, he's in jail spending most of his days doing. 500 squats and 500 push-ups. We recently had his attorney uh, on the PBD podcast, Pat, interviewed her. She still stands by the fact that he's innocent. It is absolute bullshit mm. what is happening right now with the charges. We actually got breaking news right now as the start of this show. Um, Andrew Tate, the other story right there, if you can. Andrew Tate on Instagram uh, was uh, denied bail in court today. That was yesterday. Tristan Tate just went to jail Today, he was also denied. denied bail. This is becoming a sham. Yeah. We're seeing what a sham looks like in real life. He has not been charged with a full-on crime, allegedly sex trafficking, but uh, everyone is basically saying that these are sort of trumped-up charges. Yeah. And this is what happens when you live in a corrupt country and you're held without actual... Um, real charges being happened. Andrew Tate has been seen, has been denied bail today by a Romanian judge who has ruled he must remain behind bars on sex trafficking charges. Tate, 36, was arrested on December 29th, right before New Year's, along with his brother Tristan on suspicion of human trafficking. Last month, he lost an appeal against a judge. February 21st, decision that extends his um, arrest for 30 more days. Uh, you guys let me know. Yeah. Is this effing BS? Or is this like, hey, this is kind of how the system works, I guess, in Romania. Go to the next picture, if you can, on that slide. All right, so there's Tate uh, mm -hmm. and his brother Tristan. Denied bail once again. So I said, do I think this is bullshit? Do I stand for this? I believe in law and order. I believe in the rule of law. I believe in innocent until proven guilty. He's just held without bail, not charged or not uh, convicted of anything. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Has not stand trial yet, just in jail. Yeah. Okay? Um, so I got an email the other day, and I want to actually do something to maybe help the Tates from afar. I got mm-hmm. an email, and I'll read the email, and then we'll put up the link. Um, here's the email. Uh, but, 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 but. This is from Stephanie Lambert. Okay. Mm-hmm. She says this. Okay. She says, hi, Adam. Let, let's pull up the, uh, the article oh, while I'm doing this. Hi, Adam. My name is Stephanie. I'm a big fan of yours, including Pat and the PBD team and Valuetainment. Mm. I wanted to bring to your attention a peaceful protest that is being planned for Andrew and Tristan Tate on April 10th in front of the Romanian embassy in D.C. and in London. The protest is focused on the Tate brothers' human rights violation while being detained in Romania for two months now without any charges. Okay, the protest is currently in the planning phase with more possible locations in the West Coast and Australia. While he is a controversial figure, which I understand, I'm a mother of two young boys, and a lot of Andrew's message resonates with me, especially regarding young men should be able to work hard both physically and mentally. If it is no inconvenience to you, may I ask, can you please use your platform to help spread the word regarding this protest? Here's the official website, tateprotest.com, all the best, Stephanie. So, Stephanie, you asked for it. You got it. We're talking about this only because it deserves our attention. Mm-hmm. We can't just stand here, whether you agree with Tate or not. This is a human rights violation. These dudes are sitting rotten in a goddamn jail cell yeah. with no charges in corrupt AF Romania. So here's the thing. is a peaceful protest in Miami. Hold on. Miami London, April London. 11th. Let's find out those dates. If you're interested in being a part of this protest, go to TateProtest.com. There's going to be worldwide protests at embassies throughout the world, Mm -hmm. and there'll be dates, times, and descriptions of what is happening. If you are a fan of Tate or if you're a fan of justice overall, go onto this website, TateProtest.com, and see what you can do to help. Okay? Again, these. if you don't like Tate and you don't agree with Tate, but you also say, I don't agree that somebody should be locked up. Then go ahead and, and help the Tates out right here. If you're right. a fan of Tate, get onto this website and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, respect to this lady, Stephanie, right now. Respect. Female mother of two yeah. supporting Tate. And as she said right here, I understand that he is a control f- figure, but as a mother of two young boys, a lot of Andrew's message resonates with me, especially regarding young men, should be able to work hard both physically and mentally. Guys, uh, respect to Stephanie. Respect. Okay, are you kidding me? So put the link up there right now, and let's see what we can do to help out our friends, the Tates. Yep. Um, crazy situation, what's going on right there. Um, before we do our, our happy ending and our final segment, before we bring Olivia, why don't we do some super chats real quick? Let's see what's going on out there. We'll answer any questions, then we'll bring in Olivia, and then we'll wrap up. Alrighty, so we've got this one. Uh, oh, I should read our poll. I think it was. Where's the poll? Do you have it the was seventy six percent said yes, you should have Rolo back, okay. and twenty three. Uh, sorry, seventy three percent said Rolo back. Twenty six percent said no. 
since said no. Um, and then we have um, Beaten Cheeks. He said, don't bring George Miller, uh, George W. Miller, a.k.a. Roller. 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 <laughs> then we have Dari Arias. Keep up the great job. We appreciate you. Uh, we got Hungry chat. Boy 1 celebrating your first super chat. We appreciate you. He said, Coffeezilla also covered Andrew Tate. Get all the details as well. Okay. Um, and let me see if I have any more chats. Okay, cool. That's it for the super chats. Thank you all for those chats. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe, like, put your bell on. We've got some announcements to be hey announcing. Um, and let's go on to our lovely surprise. Nice. Yes. Speaking of happy ending, let's get to a very, very happy ending right now. Let's play basically uh, what we're doing this weekend. We're going to an event. Valuetainment will be there. Model Volleyball yes. in Miami. If you are in South Florida, in the Florida area, this is not an event you want to miss. It's the sexiest event on the planet. Mm -hmm. And Valuetainment will be there interviewing all the models, celebrities, influencers, and maybe even you. Come by the booth. Yes. So my friend Olivia Ormos puts this event on, as well as my friend Michael Malone, Skylar Housworth. Uh, so we will be there, Valuetainment in full effect, uh, covering the sexiest event on the planet. And right now we're going to do a quick little interview with Olivia Woo. to uh, see what's going on yes. this weekend. Okay. Um, Olivia, are you with me? Can oh, we get some audio? There we go. Olivia, you there? I'm here. Yay. Olivia Ormos in the house, the founder of Model Volleyball going on this weekend in Miami Beach. Olivia, we just gave a little intro. We showed a little B-roll of what's going on. So tell us what is Model Volleyball and how this whole event got started. Of course. Well, excited to chat with you, Adam. Um, it's been a crazy week so far but very much looking forward to the weekend. So what is model volleyball? For those of you who have never been, maybe never heard of it, maybe you've seen a random Instagram post, um, but essentially it has been running for the past 13 years on Miami Beach. It's a free event, it's open to the public. We usually get about a 15,000 or so spectators across the course of the weekend. Um, the event runs from 12 to 8 p.m. and we are right on the ocean, on 11th and Oceanfront, um, everybody is welcome. We have two big volleyball courts um, where the modeling agencies that we've invited to come battle it out for those two days. So the way that it works is not just every model that shows up can play. It's essentially an invitational to those modeling agencies and then they build their teams of models mm. that belong to those agencies, male and female. Um, and then they play in this two day double elimination tournament um, right on the beach. Awesome. Wow. So. Um, Look, I could talk about the models all day long, but I actually <laughs> want to talk a little bit of business for right now. So mm -hmm. this is your 13th anniversary. Happy Bat Mitzvah. Respect to you, Liv. <laughs> um, you're an entrepreneur. You're a businesswoman. You're a CEO. Some people call you CEOO because your name is Olivia Ormos, OO. Mm. Um, we have a massive audience of entrepreneurs, people who are have started business, are starting businesses, mm -hmm. are trying to get better with their money, trying to manage their money better, just be uh, smarter, better, wealthier, wiser, all that and then some. So you've been doing this 13 years. Uh, tell us from the infancy stages, the planning, the idea, uh, the creative mm -hmm. process, Inspo. to 13 years later, some of the best things you've learned being an entrepreneur. Well, when it pertains to model volleyball specifically, you know, we started this event in 2010 and the first event was really small. We probably had like 600 people. 
It took place at Nikki Beach. Mm. Um, we had a couple agencies, and, and from there, it just each and every year got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think some of the things that I, when I look back and say, like, you know, maybe why have we been able to continue this for 13 years? I think the support comes from different avenues. Mm -hmm. um, I think from an entrepreneurship, um, you know, in the beginning, a lot of people really tried to just not give us any money for sponsorship. And everybody was like, oh, we'll just give you product, we'll give you product. Mm, and turn it up. we said no from the beginning, which I think is really rare. Um, where other events maybe are like, yeah, I'll take that tequila and I'll take that. You know, we need that, we need that. You know, we really stayed true to our roots when it came to wanting to make sure because this is a sponsorship revenue driven event and we don't charge admission or sell tickets. It was important for us that we, you know, set that that tone from the beginning. Mm. Um, and it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And we knew that if we said, we're going to charge you, you know, X amount and you X amount, it was going to come back to kind of bite us mm. um, in that sense. So I think, you know, from a sponsorship revenue standpoint, that's one of the things we kind of implanted from the beginning. I think, you know, the support from the agencies, you know, there's nothing else like model volleyball. So ingraining that relationship of trust is also, I think, a big reason why we've been able to continuously have their support every year and put them, you know, in the best light possible to showcase their models, their brand, their agency, network, meet people, invite their hospitality guests. Um, you know, a big thank you also every year goes to the city of Miami Beach because we do this on public property. So maintaining relationship there. So I think relationships overall. Um, I also think in the beginning stages, we wanted media, right? Just like mm. you guys are media partner this year. So we went after, you know, folks like iHeartRadio, which is still a partner of ours, Shape Magazine, Snapchat, and that's where we really structured barter deals with, where we were able to leverage those um, barter deliverables to put into our sponsorship packages. Mm. So that was really helpful, and it was a win-win where we let them kind of show up at the event, build an activation. Um, so that was where trade, I think, really was, you know, super important and came in. So 13 years of doing this. Um, you know, one of the most famous videos that we've ever done or that our CEO, Patrick Brad David, ever, has ever done is the life of an entrepreneur. And it's sort of the iceberg effect. You only see the top of the iceberg, which is the success. You don't see basically 90% of the iceberg, the bulk of the iceberg, which is the hard work, the late nights, the perseverance, the people saying no, just the grind, the hustle, the late nights, all that. So if you would enlighten us 13 years, give us like the moment where you're like, oh my God, I think I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is insane. I think I'm going to pack it in. And then also give like the most pinch me moment. I can't believe we pulled this off. We did it moment, right? So the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will. I think right now, being that we're two days away is usually the most chaotic where I want to be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Mexico. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm running off with the money. Like, nobody calls me anymore. <laughs> because, you know, you're balancing a lot. You're balancing sponsors, talent, um, vendors, city. There's a lot of people that call you all day long. So I think patience this week is the biggest. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest moment um, where I think myself and, and our our team and partners are the most proud is when you kind of just get there and stand on that stage and take a deep breath and see that it's all come together. It's all worth it. It always is. Um, you see everybody, you know, smiling, dancing, um, whether it's, you know, your parents that come, whether it's the random guy that 
you know, showed up that doesn't live in Miami or the local or even kids, you know, I think it all, you know, for me at least in that moment is super special. And I think my second favorite moment is the championship point and how you really see these agencies like fight until the last point, like so hard to win these bragging rights and it means so much to them. So seeing it means so much to the agencies for sure makes it even more special for me. Sick. Wow. So my friend over here, Natalia, has got yes. a question for you. Hi, nice to meet you virtually so far. <laughs> um, I did have a question. Um, when it came down to like making a decision of what you wanted to come up with as a career and an event, what was your initial inspo? Like, did you come from a volleyball background? Were you in a place of like, I want to do something different? Like, what was the like turning point for you to put this huge event together and get all these sponsors and put in all that work for it? Yeah, so I went to school, thankfully, for, you know, PR and marketing. And while I was in college, I had a lot of real life experiences. So I worked every spring break. I worked every winter break. I was just excited for anybody who wanted to teach me something mm. and be by their, you know, their side to learn. Like, that was most important for me. Mm. So I think um, I was fortunate enough to be in that position super early where I didn't wait until I was out of school. Mm. Um, and I did have a passion for volleyball. Okay. Um, specifically, I played in high school and played for fun um, while I was in school, University nice. of Florida. Nice. Gators. Nice, nice. Um, so I think I always had that like entrepreneurial spirit. I knew I always wanted to be, you know, um, somebody that ran my own business and came up with my own ideas and brought things to life. I knew it would bring me, you know, joy. It was a big passion of mine that I realized, you know, when I was, you know, 20 years old, still mm -hmm. in school. Um, mm. So. You know I what they say about Gators, right? Specifically model volleyball. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if there was like a specific moment. It was so long ago. But I, it, volleyball is not the only thing I do. I run like a full agency with a team of 11 people that are, you know, we're doing everything from social media, content creation, branding, influencer marketing. Mm. And then I just recently launched my own influencer platform, um, an app called Maven uh, that will also be activating a model volleyball. So I think mm. a lot of what I've done has, has flowed together. You know, um, you know, the three businesses I have now between model volleyball, OO and Co, my agency and the app all really work together. Nice. It's a real three-peat that I have kind of going on. And I think, you know, I would have never created Maven had I not created um, the agency. And potentially, I would have never had the agency where I'm at without Model Volleyball, which has been a huge anchor of mine. So, you know, building upon and continuously evolving as my industry evolves, I think is what's top of mind for me as an entrepreneur. Wow. Love that. Um, you know what they say about gators, right? What, Adam? If you ain't a gator, Liv, you gator, gator bait. bait. <laughs> shout out to my university of florida friends live last question for you babe um and it it, it it really comes down to what's happening this weekend and who we're gonna see yeah so i just jotted down some names that i've met interviewed and kicked it with over the last handful of years so vince vaughn right jamie fox brody jenner travis scott performed rob gronkowski our good friend chris humphreys Sway Lee, um, Flo Rider, certain models have been there, famous models, Nina Agdahl, mm -hmm. uh, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so give us a little preview of who's going to be there this week and what we can expect to see. You know, it, it, most of those names are never planned that you just named, mm. which is the most exciting thing I think about our event is that, you know, last year Vince Vaughn was on a walk 
and kind of just was exercising and <laughs> ran into our event. And wow. I remember all of us just being like, what is Vince Vaughn doing here? Like, this is so strange. And <laughs> he ended up going home, taking a shower and coming back and having the best time. And we were so happy that, you know, he obviously was on that walk. But it's happened over the years with people like, you know, Calvin Klein and um, Bruce Weber, a very famous photographer. So mm. we're excited that um, that still kind of lives on where people just kind of show up, which happens every year. But Brody Jenner, um, courtesy of his partnership with Mamitas, will be um, headlining um, for a return DJ set. He was part of the event last year as well. So if that says anything, you know, he's back for another year. Um, closing out the event from six to eight. But, wow. you know, I think the one thing, and kind of maybe this goes back to the entrepreneurship, started to pivot on you guys a little bit. But a friend of mine who ran big, big festivals, you know, 10 years ago told us, whatever you do, don't book talent. Mm. Do not put a celebrity name on the model volleyball brand. Yeah. And we kept saying, like, what do you mean? Like, we need to have whatever. We need to have these people coming every year. I need to have a name saying. And, and he goes, no, you don't want anybody ever to ask who's performing at model volleyball. Should we go? Mm. You come to model volleyball because it's model volleyball. And we are the celebrity. And we are the ones that show you the good time. We're the host. We're the performers. We kind of make sure that the day is really, you know, amazing for everybody, whether it's the spectators, the people that are, you know, showing up for the first time, the sponsors, the models, you name it. So I think the celebrity stuff is a bonus. Model volleyball as a brand is just such a good time. And there's mm. nowhere else in the whole world you can experience this exact event where you can go to a million music festivals, see a lot of the same DJs, a lot of the same, you know, performances, singers, rappers, whatever or not. But at model volleyball, it's just a very unique uh, vibe that mm. you get when you show up. That's I sick. That. Don't book that. the celebrities. Yeah. Basically, what you're saying is like the old Field of Dreams quote, if you build it, they, they will, will come. come. And you don't know <laughs> who's going to show up. It's fortunate that people still show up. It's amazing. And yeah. we're so grateful that people still love this event as much as you know myself and my partners do. But um, yeah, when it comes to the celebrities, like very much so, like Sway Lee just walked up last year and grabbed the trophy that I've got here behind me and said, I want to give it to the winners. And you know, handed it to them. That happened a few years before that with Reggie Bush. Um, so it's it's just, you know, nobody's too good for anybody. Mm. Everybody's embracing each other. And it's all about community for us and bringing, you know, the city together um, in a really, you know, thoughtful, fun, good, good energy type of way. And we also have an amazing foundation involved called the Angel Watching Over Me Foundation that I want to make sure I mention. Um, and part of the proceeds of this event benefit, you know, boots on the ground efforts um, oh. for underprivileged youth here in Miami. That's right. AWOM, Sarah Akiba, my girl. Oh, I love that. I was her teacher at one point. Oh, now, I'm getting, okay. now I'm dating myself. I'm old as shit. All right. <laughs> um, well, as you can see, it's not just a sexy event. It's a business. There's entrepreneurs uh, that are putting this whole event together. Uh, it took 13 years to get to this point. Look at it. It's better than ever. Yeah. And... Um, Livia, proud of you. Thank you for uh, all the information, the insight. For those of you that are in South Florida this weekend, um, where where can they go? What, is there a website, socials? Where can you drive people to to learn more about this? Of course. So we are Model Volleyball on all channels. So modelvolleyball.com, Model Volleyball on Instagram. Uh, we are going to be taking place on 11th and Oceanfront, so right on the water between 11th and 12th Street. You'll be able to find us. You can't miss it. Um, there's a lot of other events happening on the beach this weekend, too. So encouraging everybody to just come out to Miami Beach and have a great time. Mm. Guys, I know you probably don't want to come vacation in March <laughs> in Miami. And it just sounds miserable. Yeah. And I get it.
models frolicking in the fun and the sun and playing games <laughs> and celebrities sounds miserable miserable but if you want to have a miserable time come join us this weekend at model volleyball yes and have the worst wink wink time of your life uh, of course i'm joking it's going to be a ball uh and olivia ormos thank you so much to my friend for yes. uh joining us today and putting this event together and i will see you this weekend yeah. at model volleyball Carol Model Volleyball presented by Celsius. We will see you there. See awesome. You there. Thanks, Liv. Talk to you soon. Um, awesome. Thanks, George. You cut that. Um, I'm excited for the event. Me she too. just pumped it up a little bit. I yeah. learned the lesson. Uh, you don't book the talent. Uh, the event is the show. And if the talent shows, the talent shows. I kind of like that. I think that it actually correlates with our book of the month we had, which was Unreasonable Hospitality. Yeah. And that book was all about... Um, the hospitality you provide for others. And I think this is probably a great example of, you know, they want to come take care of you and let the people come and we will take care of you. So I, I like that. I think that's, there's a lot of strength in that. You don't go for a specific name. You go for the experience. Um, so I'm excited. It should be a great experience. You get to meet everybody, the models, celebrities, sauce, me, Valuetainment. Um, got to come see us, spend some time with us. Um, and yeah, let's go to the beach. Exciting stuff. Yeah. So that's this weekend. Uh, any other chats that we got to get to before we wrap up and no, then we'll I call it a day. It. All good to go. Okay, cool. So, um, stay tuned this weekend model volleyball in the next coming weeks, we're going to be announcing a live yes. sauce cast event where you can come meet some of the people that we interview the panelists that we have people in the Manosphere community, red pill community, the Blue Pill community, the <laughs> financial community, yes. the models that we bring on, the OnlyFans girls that we bring on, uh, all that and above. We're going to be having a lot of fun. We're announcing a live SauceCast in the coming weeks. Mm. And then following that will be a live PBD event, whoop, whoop. which we'll be doing again. Uh, announcement on that coming soon. Um, appreciate you guys all joining us for this episode of SauceCast, where Saz and Nat do our thing. Thank you to the lovely and sweet Kelly Kell. Kelly Kells out there. Thank you, Angel, out there for putting this together. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, we do this every single week here on VT Money slash SauceCast. And uh, enjoy the weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, we'll don't be fearful. Be greedy or be greedy when people are fearful. And save that yeah. money. We'll see you guys next time. And we'll see you this weekend at yeah. Model Volleyball. We out. <laughs>